0: Happening. It's, 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 it's time to get In the Huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. Back for another edition of In the Huddle with my man, Brian Baldinger. Check out Baldy's breakdowns. I am excited about week two, all right? And by the way, Jason LaConfora, part of this podcast as well. Subscribe, like us, tell your friends, guys. We are In the Huddle at In the Huddle Pod on YouTube, so you can check out all the episodes. Baldy, great week one. Way to start the NFL. I couldn't be more excited about what week two holds. And that starts tonight as we record this podcast on Thursday. Eagles, Vikings. Uh, Eagles are a six-point favorite. I saw it at seven earlier in the week. Either way, Eagles felt like they didn't play well last week. And I keep hearing these, you know, this, this rumbles out of Philly about, oh, we should have played so much better. We didn't play well. They did get the win in New England. It was a dogfight, 25-20. What do you think about tonight with the Vikings taking on the Eagles?
1: Well, we're going to see two totally different defenses against this Eagles offense. Last week, I got to give Bill Belichick credit. He played zone. They didn't let one deep shot down the field. Jalen Hurts couldn't get one down the field to A.J., to Devontae the whole day. Played a five-man front. Said, you're not going to run the ball against us either. And they didn't. And so it was – it was a great game plan, but the Vikings don't have the Patriots personnel, Carl.
0: Yeah, like
1: I watched Brian Flores against Tampa Bay. Like he did what he did two years ago in Miami. They went zero blitz. They lined them all up there. They, they and they just challenged your protection. They challenged to see what you're going to do to force the quarterback to throw quickly. And they got some. They got some good defensive plays out of it, but physically they can't stay with the Eagles, and I think they know it. So how do the Eagles handle? That look if they get that tonight, and uh, I think they'll be much better prepared. DeAndre Swift was not involved in the game last week, Carl, so I think that you know Swift will get busy, uh, especially with Kenneth Gainwell out. Um, one, two, you know this, this Jalen Carter might have been the best talent in the draft last year. He really showed up last week. I want to see if he could do it again this week. Like physically, he was very dominant, and they need him to be good. They're buying us a couple guys defensively right now. The Eagles have holes in their defense at right corner at linebacker. There's new safeties. Like, there's holes in that defense. So, just Minnesota has come to Philadelphia ever since that NFC Championship game with Kirk Cousins. They got blown out. They've been blown out last year, blown out the year before. Like, I don't know if it's a blowout tonight, but the Eagles play the Vikings and Kirk Cousins really well. They do. Uh, The the
0: holes in that defense, maybe Jefferson shows up tonight uh, and gets a couple of, you know, maybe touchdowns. We'll see. I think that's the only way they keep it close. I'm with you on this with the Eagles dominance over the Vikings. I was looking at this over the last few years. I don't know what it is. Baldy, sometimes styles make fights and it's just like the Eagles might be that team the Vikings can't get a hold of and don't know quite how to get over that hump when they play them, whether it be, (laughs) you know, playoffs or regular season or whatever it
1: might be. Well, Kirk Cousins threw three interceptions against the Eagles. Really, it was—I think it was the second week last year. Yep, um, he does not play. He has not played well against Eagles. He he has played—he played well last week. Like they just didn't play well enough to win. But I—I uh, I think they'll get back on track a little bit, Minnesota. But I just think it's a bad matchup. I mean, the Eagles are home opener, short week, but you know Vikings coming off a really disappointing performance against Tampa. Give Tampa credit. Um, but I think you just see what the Vikings are. They 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 look like an average football team to me that has a lot of holes in it, especially on defense.
0: Baldy and about Jalen Carter, real quick, couldn't be blocked in college. Now I know college is not the NFL. The NFL is a different animal, right? Because all these guys can play college of Georgia. He couldn't be blocked. I mean, like they they double every week. Teams try to double team this guy. He's splitting double teams. He's getting guys off of him and making plays. Carter, he,
1: he's got he's got rare rare power. Yeah, and it showed last week and he got a sack last week. It's not about sacks. It's about what he does at the line of scrimmage. And I think he's just getting started. So it's a question of just, you know, you know, just keeping that mentality week to week, you know, not too high, not too low. But going out there, just using his physical gifts and just improving upon it.
0: No doubt. All right. Let's also talk about a game you're going to be at. Now, I like the Chiefs in this game. They got Kelsey back. Chris Jones is happy now that he got his deal. He looked disgruntled being in the stands in week one. And now you say, hey, Chiefs lost week one. You know Patrick Patrick Mahomes is going to be motivated. And I also think, Baldy, all the conversation we had about Katerius, Tony, and these wide receivers, they're going to be better. They will be better in week two uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs at Jacksonville. You're calling this game. And then last week, I'm watching Jacksonville, and I'm going, I told you that Calvin Ridley's good, man. He's going to be a big bonus for that team, and more importantly, Trevor Lawrence. I like what they're doing on offense, and Doug Peterson. This is going to be a fun matchup.
1: Yep, it was it was a fun matchup in the playoffs last year, Carl. Uh, you know, came down to a third quarter interception, um, but Chris Jones makes such a difference. I don't know if Brandon Sheriff is going at right guard for Jacksonville. He went out of the game last week. I don't know what his status is right now, but he's he's you know he's their bell cow up front. It all starts with him. And so if, if if their backup is in there, um, like it's Shatley was in there for him last year, uh, last week. If, if that happens, I mean, Chris Jones is going to eat. He just is. And the throws that we saw Trevor Lawrence make to Calvin Ridley and to Zay Jones and Evan Ingram last week, they might not look as pretty if Chris Jones is the middle of that defense. Um, I believe in this Chiefs defense. I believe in how they play, how they attack. Maybe they blitzed too much last week because they knew they didn't have Chris Jones. Like, Steve Spagnuolo knows better. Um, and I and so, look, Doug Peterson knows uh, exactly what Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo wants to do. He's coached yeah, with them. True. He's been on the same side. He knows how they game plan. Uh, they'll be uh, – and, and, look, even, you know, without Travis Kelsey in there, like, just the basics of a Chiefs offense, why stick? Six yards, first down, second and four, here we go. The ball goes to Kelsey. Like, they do that in their sleep. They want to run a post corner and Travis Kelsey against zone. Like, Magic Mahomes can throw that ball blindfolded, and and Kelsey's going to catch it. They couldn't complete that against Detroit. Like, that's going to happen this week. So it's going to be a good matchup. But I think the Chiefs, you know, I I just I just think like they'll get back in their groove, and it might come down to the fourth quarter. Like this should be a really good matchup. But I like the I like the Chiefs to cover that spread in this game for sure. Yeah.
0: Plus three and a half uh, Jags. I I agree. Chiefs favorite. Uh, here's the deal. I'm, I'm trying to understand Joe Burrow last week. And then it dawned on me. He only threw for 82 yards, guys. It's Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger. It's in the huddle. Subscribe, like us, and make sure you tell your friends about us. Don't miss an episode. And I said to myself, Baldy, every year, at least the last two, there's been something going on with Burrow to start the season, right? He had the surgery, the emergency surgery last year. The year didn't before quit. he was coming off an ACL. Correct. Didn't, play. Did, the three didn't years look in a row. Didn't look right. And then this game, right? And you go, okay, I don't want to make excuses. But that's not the Joe Burrow we know. And that's not the Joe Burrow we're going to see, I don't think, in week two against the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens at Cincinnati. Tell me what you think and what you saw last week. I mean, the offense just looked inept in Cincinnati.
1: Well, I will first of all, I'll credit Cleveland. Jim Schwartz is now the defensive coordinator last week. Uh, Their defensive line, I mean, it was Miles Garrett, it was Adarius, it was Dalvin, it was Okoronkwo. I mean, they played so much faster than Cincinnati. And so not just that, though. It was a perfect marriage, Carl, between pass rush and coverage. And so Burrow, with no time, could not make the stick throw to Jamar, to T. Like, it was just defense. Everybody. Like, Martin Emerson. Denzel Ward, like Del Pitt. You pick a defensive back, they were in sticky coverage. And then, on top of all of that, Schwartzy had some unbelievable blitzes where they just got free hitters to Joe Burrow. And it got to the point, Carl, like I, Joe Burrow would catch a shotgun snap, and he was get—he didn't even throw the ball. He was just pushing it out of his hand like <laughs> this, like he was back in Athens, Ohio, with a two-handed <laughs> chess pass playing basketball. Like, he couldn't wait to get rid of the ball. So that was, you know, and, and look, the defense played really well for Cincinnati. I mean, like, Deshaun did not look good in the first half. They they kind of got things rolling. Chubb got going in the second half. Um, it was a tight ball game for a long time. But I expect against Baltimore, this Roquan Smith is just, he's just as good as anybody in their in this whole business. Uh, we, I probably don't talk about him enough. In 18 tackles last week, you know, that's he's practicing, he's blitzing. Like he doesn't make a mistake. Now it was Houston. Um, but Baltimore, they had a better pass rush than I thought they would have. And they need that. They need that against Joe Burrow. And that's the question mark um, when Baltimore comes to town is, can they get enough heat on Joe Burrow to, to affect him the way Cleveland did last week? And I don't think that they do. I, I don't think that they will. Baldy watching the Ravens last week.
0: It felt like they should have had 10 sacks. They were close, but they didn't finish. They didn't finish a lot of those plays where they were there to get at the quarterback, to make an impactful play. And I'm watching, and I'm saying the same thing. Pass rush is there. They're just not getting there to finish the deal. So we'll see if they're able to do that against Burrow this week. But um, I was impressed as well with the pass rush from the Ravens. What about the Ravens offense uh, in your analysis with, with Todd Munkin?
1: Well... It sort of proved what I thought would happen. I thought that Zay Flowers would be the number one wide receiver for this team. Mm. And he was. I, in fact, I I texted Steve Smith Sr., who was at Zay Flowers Pro Day, and Steve came out of the Pro Day, and he knows wide receivers. And he said, this kid is a dog. He can play inside. He can play outside. And when I met Zay this year, he's like, look, I've watched Justin Jefferson come to this league and dominate. I've seen Jamar Chase come in this league and dominate, day one. And that's what Zay Flowers expects to do. And he was really good. They got the ball to him in a variety of ways. He was their best offensive player outside of Lamar. Um, I don't know about the run game right now. You know, Dobbins is down. They're leaning on Gus Edwards. Like, this is the same story. Like, the running backs can't stay healthy, haven't stayed healthy in Baltimore for two years in a row now. And so I worry about it. But I do like what I saw from Zay Flowers. I think Odell had a sensational one catch. Um, I think the passing game can pick up a little bit for what they're going to be deficient in in the run game right now. Carl
0: Dukes, put him up along with Brian Baldinger. Check out Baldy's breakdowns, guys. He will be, by the way, again, at the Kansas City-Jacksonville uh, game this weekend. That's where he'll be broadcasting from. All right, um, we talked a little bit about Pittsburgh. Actually, we talked a lot about Pittsburgh and, and them taking the jump. And then they just get the snot beat out of them. Uh, and I love Tomlin. We talk about Coach T and he said, we got our teeth kicked in and he's not lying, but they have a chance to redeem themselves against Cleveland. And you just talk about Cleveland's pass rush. What gives here? Because I thought that O line was going to be a lot better for Pittsburgh in week one. And they were not.
1: Well, so let's just give it even a bigger feel, bigger picture. When I left Acrisure Stadium on Sunday afternoon, I was like, is this roster any better? than It was a year ago because across the board you saw okay, new linebackers, corners, uh offensive line, like they had you know, Allen Robinson, like the roster I thought was going to be better, and then San Francisco completely dismantled them, and all of a sudden you go, can he pick it? Like he missed throws, he missed reads, he did not play well. Nobody played well in Pittsburgh. Um, they punted the first seven times they had the ball on three and outs, Carl. They didn't have a first down. Until uh Najee broke a run um with two minutes to go in the game. That was the first, first down of the game. Like it was a it, the score wasn't even indicative of how one-sided that game was. So now Mike Tomlin addresses it. Tells the truth, tell the truth, Monday. This is what we were. I don't, I I feel like, and now they lost Deontay Johnson and they lost Cam Hayward. Like mm-hmm. two guys, two, two guys they really count on. Um, I they don't have a replacement for Cam Hayward. Like Keanu Benton is a rookie. Like he played well, but he's not Cameron uh Hayward. Um I I would really worry about Cleveland's defense if I was Pittsburgh's offense right now. Jim Schwartz can flat out coach. And he just and he's got the personnel to play. Like this is gonna be, you know, what are they 90 miles apart, Cleveland, yeah. Pittsburgh? Like this is gonna be just a dogfight. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I see 38 and a half right there. It might be lower than that. Um, I know Pittsburgh's defense will play a lot better. The one matchup I would look at, Carl, Dewan Jones, the rookie tackle who I love out of Ohio State, is now starting with Jack Conklin's injury. He played great against Cincinnati. Played great, but he's got T.J. Watt on Monday night in Pittsburgh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Like, exactly. Uh-oh. Like, so I'm 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 kind of curious to see how they handle that situation. They didn't give DeJuan any help against Sam Hubbard last week, and he was fine. I kind of want to see what goes on there. By the way, TJ Watt, three sacks in yeah. week one, two
0: forced fumbles. This this guy is a monster. I mean, like, and listen,
1: JJ Watt is a future Hall of Famer. His brother's better. I think TJ's better. His brother just set the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, sack record last week. You know, in his sixth year, like he he's got he's got more sacks than anybody in the history of that, you know, iconic organization right now. It's crazy.
0: All right, uh, great matchup, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Baldy's giving you a lot to look at there. Uh, we're looking ahead to Week Two, guys, as we do with Baldy on Thursdays. Uh, we do a little bit of breakdown from last week, but it's always about what's coming and what we've learned. Uh, I, I want to talk about Miami because I was wowed by what I saw um, with Tua Tungamailoa and, and the Cheetah and the way that they continue to come back. There were nine lead changes in that game, two ties in the Chargers game. It was the best – for me, it was the best game of the weekend from just a viewing standpoint, mm-hmm. just to watch. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, there's a lot of conversation. We're only in week two, guys. But, you know, Tua, MVP, if he plays this way, and how good is this Dolphin defense going to be or a Dolphin offense going to be? And now you get to go up to New England where you just said, Baldy, they had a game plan for Jalen Hurts. Now, I know they had all offseason to get ready for week one, but I still trust that Bill Belichick's going to have a game plan ready for Tua after watching what they just did against the Chargers.
1: I agree. I agree. This is like what Tyreek did will not happen against New England. As good as Tua, who threw for 466 yards, very entertaining game, game winner to Tyreek um, down the field. Like he's not catching 200 yards worth passes. Like I know Bill Belichick will cloud, meaning they'll have a player over the top of Tyreek everywhere he goes. I've seen it too many times. Like he's not going to have those open holes and open throws. And when you watch the pass rush of Judon and Uche and how they get after you and how they, you know, and how they can kind of marry their coverage with their rush. Like I don't see Tua having that kind of time and that kind of vision. Um, but I do think the speed of Miami is a problem because it's not just Tyreek. It's, it's Waddle. It's like, they've got legitimate speed. And I do think when I watch the Patriots offense, they're just, you know, they, they, they played better in the second half. Mac Jones did not play poorly against Philadelphia. They moved the ball. They made some good throws. Uh, they just don't look dynamic enough to me to, to beat this Dolphins team that looks so explosive. So, um, I I like the Dolphins in this game, but I don't believe we're going to see anything like a 36 point, you know, breakout like we saw last week.
0: Yeah. The Patriots are a team. You know, again, I I look at some of these teams we've talked about Baldy with the defense keeping you in games and can the offense do enough, right? That's how I see them. The defense is going to keep them in games, but can the offense do enough to win the games? And, that's how I'm looking at the Patriots, and I agree. I mean, Bill O'Brien, listen, we know he knows what he's doing. The offense did look better. Um, I, I thought I, I agree with you with, with the quarterback and, and Mac Jones, but that's that's what I see. I'm curious to see. Like, I just don't feel like they're going to score over 25 points at any given game they, or any given point.
1: But They might not have to. I mean, you know, the Chargers, who couldn't run the ball at all last, you know, last year, they ran for over 200 yards. Like, I'm sure Bill Belichick's looking at this. Dolphins' defense right now, and they're going, we could do the same thing that the Chargers did. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're going to try to do. And so, you know, they just can't turn the ball over like they did last week, you know. Yeah. I mean, the pick six to Slay was really a drop pass. Um, that was the difference in the game, was the pick six by Slay. Uh, you know, and Zeke fumbled, which, which is rare, like he doesn't fumble, but he lost one in the game. So, you know, if, Bel- if Belichick plays – the way he wants to play. Don't turn the ball over. All that kind of stuff that we know. Like this game is going to come down. This could be a nail biter. It's going to come down to probably the final possession.
0: All right, a couple more games we got to get to, guys, uh, in week two, and and one of them happens to be uh, the 49ers at Rams. So the Rams shocked everybody last week no by doubt. beating Seattle, and the 49ers, you just mentioned it, and you were there, just ran through Pittsburgh like a hot knife through butter. So. What gives this week? Because I did not expect the Rams to be 1-0. And Sean McVay, you know, oh, I love it when people doubt us. And he was saying all this stuff. And then they came out and played really
1: well offensively. They, can they keep up with the 49ers? I don't think so. And look, I, I honestly texted out to the Rams. I go, any analyst, okay, that thinks they, they know this NFL, good luck telling me who the Rams defenders are. I'll <laughs> tell honestly. Like, you tell me who Yeast is. Tell me who Bobby Brown is. Like I go. Tell me. Like, tell me who these guys are. But they played their asses off, Carl. They they really did. I and mean, Aaron was Aaron. Like like Ad looked like he wants to go get that award back again. You know this. He was he was tremendous. But the guys around him now, it's a brand new defense. And then, but the question to me is, okay, they they just protected Matt Stafford perfectly, and they looked really good doing it. And so Stafford had time to find Tutu Atwell and the rookie Nakua or uh, uh, Puka Nakua, like they had time. They're not going to get time this week. They're just <laughs> not. Like Nick Bose has now got a game under his belt. Yeah. Um, I talked to him before the game last week. Like they're just so – they're so fast, Carl. They Their recognition, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, like their recognition is so fast. It's hard not to make mistakes against San Francisco. And the offense in San Francisco – like, it is a machine. It's just a machine of uh, what they did to Pittsburgh. And so I I just think this team knows who they are. And their execution level um, is and, – and, by the way, SoFi Stadium will be all 49er fans. Sure. Like, Make no mistake about it. It's a yeah. home field advantage for the 49ers. And, by the way, by the time you got to the third quarter last week, the 49er fans took over Pittsburgh like the Steeler fans were gone. It was all 49er fans. Like it is a home game for San Francisco and they love it. They love We've heard them, John Lynch and 49ers talk about it. We've heard the Rams talk about it going, this ain't right. StubHub, like you're doing us wrong here. Like, all <laughs> tickets. like It'll be all 49er fans in LA.
0: Yeah. I, uh, Baldy spoke to uh, somebody on that staff last week and, and asked them about the defense. Cause I was like, it's Aaron and who. Yeah, exactly. And and the, the guy I spoke with said, We're gonna be all right. And I was like, What? He's like, We're gonna be all right. And know, obviously,
1: were pretty good to me. Oh, you know? they,
0: they got a lot of confidence in these guys, man. A yeah. lot of young, a lot of young guys on that defense. I, I didn't think the defense would look like anything what we saw last week. So yeah. great point on your behalf. But yeah, I, I I reached out and was like, Who are some of these exactly. guys? And he was like, We're gonna be all right, we're gonna man, be we, all right. We so, get the
1: same way, call.
0: Uh, no doubt, man. 49ers. You see the number there. By the way, I, that's a big number, but I'm with you. I mean, that, guys, when we start talking about eight, nine, 10 points. It's, it's a lot in the NFL. All these yep. teams are really good. And you saw it last week. Rams, double digit, you know, underdog or whatever it was. And, and they wouldn't handle business. All right. We want to finish up with a couple other games, guys. One of them being Green Bay at Atlanta. Jordan Love, impressive debut as the starter. All right, QB1, goes to Chicago, throws a couple of touchdowns. I think he threw three touchdowns. And, you know, I'm watching this this Green Bay offense. Baldy, I don't know about your breakdown, but it looked reminiscent of when I saw Aaron Rodgers operating this offense. I mean, I thought Jordan Love looked really good and made the right decisions with the ball um, for Green Bay. And then for Atlanta, obviously – to start 1-0, and Desmond Ritter, uh, uh, an abysmal, you know, 115 yards. He didn't throw for a lot of yards, but the defense got turnovers, and they turned that into points last week. Something's got to give this week as Green Bay visits Atlanta. If you told me
1: to pick this game a week ago, I would have said 100% the Falcons until I watched Green Bay play and I watched Desmond Ritter play. Like, I'm I'm worried about Desmond Ritter. Like, I know it's just one game and he started mm. five in his career, but his pocket presence – is non-existent. Like, there is just panic. Like, you know, like that, that I that was not a good performing class. Right? <laughs> you know, thank God Jesse Bates was there. Yes. Carolina, Brian Burns, like he hit the quarterback for the first eight plays in a game. Yep. Like they, they didn't have any answer. And he was kind of sacked himself a couple of times. Um, I worry about Desmond just by what I saw last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Packers defense. Is, is good. They're good. They they completely shut down Chicago. They've got talent. Lucas Van Ness looks like he's going to be a good pick. But Jordan Love, like Carl, he knows how to play. Yeah. He plays with poise. Look, they didn't even have Christian Watson. They had Jaden Reed, you know, a rookie that was running. Samari Torre, Romeo Dobbs. Like, they're young. They're kids. But he, that kid plays with such poise. Like Jordan Love, like Green Bay, I I don't know. Maybe they just know what they do. Star, Favre, Rodgers. And maybe, just maybe, Love is the next guy. But he sure was impressive. I know the Bears were awful last week. They don't have a pass rush. He had all day to throw. Yeah. But he sees the field. He throws a pretty pass. Like, he just knows what he's looking at. Like, this, I think the Packers could go in there and win this game. And – Look, Bijan was awesome. Like, the touchdown, like, he just made four people miss on a hit screen, He would dance in the end zone. Everybody was so excited. Like, the celebration was better than the play. Yeah. To be honest with you, 11-yard hit <laughs> screen for a touchdown. The celebration in the end zone with Bijan was, like, it was better than the play.
0: Let me say this about these young quarterbacks, Baldy, um, including Ritter and, and other guys were watching around the league that have finally gotten their opportunity. You know, um, at some point, You've got to start making plays, right? At the quarterback position. And, and yep. last week there was a play. I'm watching the Bears game. I'm watching Green Bay. If I didn't know that was Jordan Love, I would have thought it was Aaron Rodgers. They ran no a doubt. little they ran a little screen. Yep. And he dumped it off. And the motion even looked like Aaron Rodgers. No
1: doubt. I see when, the same he, thing, Carl.
0: when he dumped it off, yes. and I'm like, He's looking and it's like that look away thing that Rodgers does and he dumped it and Aaron Aaron Jones took off. And I said, holy yep. crap, that looks like Aaron.
1: No doubt. You know? I so, agree, Carl. I totally agree. Like I, I've been saying it. Like I you I don't want to say it because I don't want to say that he's Aaron Rodgers. Right. You know, but so I don't want to be misconstrued. But his like his mechanics, his ball fakes, the way that he snaps these passes to these receivers, it reminds you an awful lot of Aaron.
0: Yeah, I just think uh, to your point about about Ritter and and th- these young guys have to start making plays at some point. And if it doesn't start soon, there's going to be this momentum that he's a game manager. And that is, you're not going to win big games in the NFL with a game manager. You're just no. not. So no. we, we we will see. It's going to be an interesting matchup this week. Again, Baldy, Kansas City, Jacksonville, that's where he will be. Make sure uh, you check out his Baldy uh, Baldy's Breakdowns, guys, on social media. It's, uh, it's always fun, man. I-, I can't wait to see what happens in week two. Enjoy the trip, my man, and we will talk next week on In the Huddle.
1: I look forward to it, Carl. Thanks, man. Have a great week.
0: You too. Everybody take care. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey Company.